Hello, everyone, and welcome back to From the Ground Up. I'm Carmen Milagro, your host. I'm also a CBD educator and the founder of Divina Skincare and Botanicals. So, you know, successful transformation starts with, in my opinion, it starts with the balance, your work-life balance. And as we go forward, as we move up, you're, you're really looking at this process, at least I do, from the ground up as you're building something, but also from the inside out, because there is a correlation, in my opinion, between how successful you are and how well you take care of yourself on all these multiple levels. So here on the show, the quest is to find out from different people from all walks of life, uh, captains of industries, other show hosts, uh, real estate investors, artists, musicians, what do they do? What are their wellness practices, their strategies, their philosophies around all of this? And then we share them with you and hopefully one or two or 10 may resonate with you. So today we are going to talk to someone. I'm very excited to have him on the show. We recently got to meet each other in person. and We'll talk about that. It is a big deal right now for me because most of the contacts and colleagues that I've been working with for the last two years, as most of us, it's all been on Zoom. It's all been in this two-dimensional world. And for me, that's a bit of a struggle. So I like meeting people and you know talking to them in person. So I'm, I'm excited that it happened. So is work-life balance truly possible? Let's find out. So today's guest, he is a business strategist. He creates branding and marketing and positioning strategies that increase his clients' businesses and scale to grow. He's also a real estate investor. He's a speaker. He's a three-time, three-time best-selling author, and he is joining us today. Welcome to the show, Fong Chua. Hi, hey. Fong. How are you? I'm good. Thanks for having me. Thank you for you know taking time out of your schedule to join me today. I really am fascinated and excited to talk about this this topic with you because, I mean, you're a very busy person. <laughs> In addition to everything I've already talked about, you've won multiple speaking awards and you've coached some of your clients to meet to uh, also win awards. Mm -hmm. You have done inspiring presentations. You're an MC. You've performed in Vegas. You've hosted multiple events. And some people may even recognize you. You were on, I think you were on the panel, right? With one of the sharks, the original shark tank, right? Yeah, I was on one of those. Yeah. So, I mean, these are, see, I did a little research. I wanted to be prepared, kind of get into and dive into, you know, what you've done. But also, I mean, I'm just tired going through this list, but also... <laughs> I'd love to give you an opportunity to share where you are now, what you're doing now, what are the projects that you are, you know, heavily involved in now, if you don't mind sharing that. Awesome. Well, for, first of all, thank you very much for having me. Uh, it, it was a joy seeing you in person as well. Um, as, as everybody knows, it's one of those things that we kind of look forward to because of what the last 20 months of being stuck at home, right? So. <laughs> It was a lot of fun to meet you in person, and uh, thanks yeah. for having me. Uh, just a quick little correction there. I've oh. never performed in Vegas, so before oh. anybody goes and, and checks stuff <laughs> in Vegas and go, hey, he's, he's never oh, been there yet. Yeah, I haven't been uh, performing in Vegas. So 
Uh, that's something I just needed to, to kind of chime in there. Well, but, thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> uh, but right now, yeah, it's been it's been busy, uh, productive, busy, which is always good. And uh, I, yeah, we we work on uh, real estate deals. We work on helping my clients get their books out, um, helping their branding strategies, their marketing strategies, creating content, a lot of kind of stuff. I love doing these shows as well because um, for myself, I also have a show, so it's one of those things that I constantly add more. Uh, content, create more, uh, uh, what do you call it, value for other people and whatnot. So right now, there's a lot of focus on content creation, a lot of focus on helping my clients get their books out, and then also a lot of focus on expanding uh, real estate. Right. You know, that's one thing I did forget to mention, but you you, you have more than one show, don't you? Uh, one official podcast, but <laughs> I do have a weekly uh, show for uh, almost every day of the week. So, <laughs> wow, you are really just so. What do you, how do you? I mean, there's a lot to fit in, and there's only 24 hours in the day. How do you? Why do you do what you do at the pace that you do it? What drives you? Well, for me, it's one of those things where I know if I could add value to other people and impact as many people as I can, I that that drives me. Um, it also allows me to grow at the same time. So as long as I'm growing, that gives me motivation to do it. If I'm not growing and I'm not getting any benefits out of it, then it doesn't make much sense of putting in the time, right? So not only am I helping other people, not only am I impacting other people, but because of the people I talk to, uh, the people that I, in I interview, I also get benefits of building that relationship, learning from them as well, and really reconnecting with people I haven't met for a long time or connecting with people I haven't met. So it's one of those things that allows me to uh, grow and that really gives me motivation to keep on doing it. Um, some, some examples as to how I fit everything in is really just kind of, kind of block some of your time to go, okay, this is how much I'm going to do during this day. Focus 100% on that. Uh, this is how much I'm going to work on that, that day. Focus 100% of the time in that. And in the green room, we were talking about how do we maximize our time right. and still make it fun? Well, it's basically how do I bank up content so that I don't have to think about it or worry about it every single week, right? So when I do my uh, shows for my uh, Make More Mind Bites or my Peak Potential Success show or my Master Mind Bites, I tend to like to bank up a, a good eight to 10 episodes so I don't really need to think about it and just release them as I go kind of thing, right? Uh, but a lot of it is just really having that mindset of going, okay, this is what I'm going to do. These are time periods when I'm going to do it and just to do it. Right. And one thing, of course, that we're all constantly, you know, working on is that speed of implementation. Right. I mean, we said, hey, let's do this. And here we are. <laughs> so a lot of times you think that you're so busy, but if you're organized and you carve out, like you said, you know, I, I have multiple projects all the time. And I do get the same question. That's why I always like to ask other people, because sometimes I'm thinking, well, maybe there's a better way to do it. But for me, it is absolutely carving out that time, blocking it in and then focusing, you know, just laser focused on that. So I'm glad to hear you do that as well. <laughs> well, something else is that um, don't don't um, procrastinate on that item. Right. So for us, we, we kind of both had the same mindset of going, hey, we want to interview each other. We actually didn't know we were to interview each other, right. but we both kind of sent the message out there going, hey, you got great content. Uh, it was great meeting you. Let's have an interview. And by putting that message out there, at least you took the first action to get it started. Right. Then we'll see what happens. 
Right, exactly. Right? Um, same thing with all, same thing with all my shows. Um, one of the things was, I with a lot of my clients, they're like, "Oh, I'm too afraid to do a show. I'm too afraid to post a video. I'm too afraid to do this, to do that." Sure. Um, sure. My first comment is to go say, "Why don't you put it out there in the universe first, and then see what happens?" So normally, when I have a conversation with somebody and they're very, very shy about putting a video up, I go, right. "How about this? You promise me one thing. You have one or two choices. One." Right after my talking with you, you record a video again and say, hey, my, na- my name is Fong Chua. I just want to send more messages out there, impact as many people as I can. And starting next week on Monday for next year, I'm going to do one video a week, two minutes, three minutes, whatever it is. But I just want to put out, out a message once, once a week. Thank you for your support. I'll see you next Monday. Right. Yeah. So you could do that or you could choose option number two, which is me saying, hey, Carmen, I just got uh, a great idea for you. And I think that you can do a video once a week for everybody to, to get inspired from. So everybody out there right now, she's going to do a video once a week and we post it. Right? So then both options, you're putting yourself out there and now you have to follow through. That's yeah. Step one, like you said, put it out there. And step two, because nothing's going to happen on its own is the follow through. Exactly. And then step three, Right. Like we've just gone through a very quick tutorial. It's <laughs> one, two, three. Put it out there, follow up, and then just execute. Yeah. So this is great. So whoever is watching and ha- is struggling with this decision, there you have it. Direct and, from both of us. <laughs> and one of the things are is that people don't like to be known as a person who doesn't follow through. And you don't want to be known as a person who's not consistent either. Right. So therefore, once you put that video out there. Your mind's going to say, oh, I need a video on Monday. Exactly. <laughs> and you're going to okay. keep on going, right? So. Right. No, I love this. Thank you. That's great. In fact, let's do this again. One, two, three. What would you say when you're coaching your clients to help them grow their business, right? So a shift, a little bit of shift here. Uh, let's say you're you're strategizing with them to help them brand or rebrand what would be the top three steps that you would recommend to someone that you're coaching on that path? Well, number one is think about what are the top five to seven words you want to be known for. Okay. Let's say if it's real estate, then real estate will be, well, two words, but one phrase, right? Uh, So real estate, uh, you want to be professional. You want to be uh, consistent. You want to be somebody who's able to help people get into homes that they may not, uh, uh, dream of getting into or stuff like that, right? So write down the, the words or the phrases that you want to be known for. So now everything that you post, make sure that it fits one of those five or seven things. If it doesn't fit those, then you shouldn't post it or you shouldn't advocate for it or you shouldn't uh, talk about it too much. Once you start putting up food and all kinds of stuff, which is inconsistent with those four or five words, then the branding starts to become inconsistent. Right, it starts getting confusing, right? So that's that's number one. Find out what are those main phrases or those main words that you want people to associate for you for, and keep on putting out the content that fits that stuff, so that people will start associating with you with that stuff. Uh, the second thing is finding out what can you do to get more exposure. Okay, so that you can spread this, those messages, those words more often. Right. Whether it's on print, whether it's on a show, whether it's on posting uh, social media, find out a way to connect as many people as you can and getting content out there. 
And then number number three, I would say connect with other people who has good impact and also um, that you can learn from because you can't do everything yourself. So therefore you could bounce ideas off of each other. And I think those three things would help you get your brand out there a little bit more and also solidify yourself to be in that position of an expert or an authority. Right. That's wonderful. Thank you. I love it. It's just like boom, boom, boom. And, you know, one of the things too is, of course, we we are also talking about when we were at this conference together, leveraging, leveraging those relationships that you build, mm-hmm. because that is part of branding, right? You, you are, you become known for who you are around, yeah. who you're hanging out with, but you're really not just hanging out. Um, <laughs> I, I recently was watching a podcast uh, and, and somebody said, well, unfortunately, I know this. I knew this person from a long time ago. And because we were at the same event, uh, a picture was taken. And now years later, that person is now either in jail or something happened. And these photos are resurfacing, showing that they had connection. Right. So it's like, who are you hang, hang around with? Also affects your brand. Right. If you're surrounded with like minded individuals, with people who are successful, then that in indirectly puts you in an area where you're also a successful person. You're also very connected. Right. It helps the brand out uh, by far. Right. And especially if those those people are coaches, people that have done something above and beyond what you're at. That for me, for example, in I do many things, but in the music world, it is absolutely terrifying for me to be surrounded by musicians that are much more talented. But I knew that going in from the get-go, that that was the only way that I was going to grow at a faster pace, mm. is to put myself in those positions, you know, create, I could, my first band, everyone in my band was way more talented than I was. And I was the lead singer, I was the band leader, you know, and but eventually, your mind, right? When you're thinking those thoughts and putting that out there, like I, this, I'm doing this for my own good. I'm doing this because I'm learning so much mm-hmm. and I'm becoming better and better. And eventually, not always, but eventually you get to that level where maybe you're not, you're still not at the same level, but you're at a higher frequency, vibration, talent, knowledge than you ever could have done by not putting yourself in in those positions. Exactly. So I love what you said because it really applies to everything. It applies to business. It applies to being a creative artist. There's really, I can't see a downside by being in the company of greatness. Hmm. Yeah, I, for sure. Right? Just, just think about um, for a lot of people that I work with, their sphere of influence is their family and their friends who have the same background, same type of knowledge as, as they do. Now, once one of them or once my client goes, hey, I want to get into real estate and none of them are in real estate, then all of them are going to tell them, well, it's risky. It's no good. Don't do it. It's going to it's going to drag you down and all that kind of stuff. But once you put this person in another group of people who are all in real estate, now you get to have that synergy of hearing other people's success stories, hearing other people's failures. And then now you can learn from that. And all of a sudden you go, wait a minute, this world is completely different. How come nobody has ever talked about this kind of stuff, right? And unfortunately, we grow up in a world where we don't hear this stuff in in schools. We don't hear this stuff normally at home unless you are surrounded with uh, parents who are in that business mindset. 
right? right? So Correct. putting yourself in those environments really allows you to grow and find out what's really out there. That's perfectly said. Thank you. Um, well, let's do one more. I really like this one, two, three. Um, in in the speaking world, which is different than in the video world, um, and some of your clients, you've coached them so well that they too have won awards. What would you say your top three strategies are for someone who is really trying to get, you know, not it's not a natural thing for a lot of people. In fact, isn't that one of the top fears? Public speaking is one of the uh, top fears, if I recall. So let's say you're working with someone who's just terrified of getting up in front of an audience. What would be your top three tips for that person? Wow, it's top three. That's the, <laughs> number one, I guess, just go out and do it, right? <laughs> but that's easier said than done. I, right. I think it's, it's difficult to say what the top three things are. Uh, I would mm -hmm. think uh, number one, uh, practice, right? Yeah. Find, find a topic that you're very comfortable with. And usually that topic is about yourself and a story, yes. right? Telling stories a lot easier than telling something about that you learned, right? Yes. So telling stories is good. And also about a personal story, which is also very uh, advantageous because nobody call you out on it being wrong, <laughs> right? Of course. Exactly. Of course. I so uh, I guess finding a topic that fits you, that you know very well, and it's your story. The second thing is practice, practice, practice. Yes. And then the third thing would be to find a small group of people that you know and practice in front of them first before right. you expand out to a larger audience. Yeah. Um, a few things like tips as I would I would usually recommend my, my clients and my, my students would be number one, everybody has gone through this phase. No matter how energetic, how um, great of a speaker they are, they've gone through a phase where they were either scared, nervous, or shy. And even to this day, even if they are world-renowned speakers, eventually there's still a point in which in that situation, they are still nervous, just a little bit nervous. Mm -hmm. And eventually after five, 10 minutes in that state, they'll overcome it. So number one, recognize that this is an issue that everybody has regardless of their expert That's level. So true. The second thing, I usually tell all my clients is never ever admit that it's your first time, never admit that you're scared, never admit that you're nervous, never admit to any of that stuff, just go out and do it. And the reason why is this, if you didn't tell me you were nervous, I wouldn't even know. Right. Most likely the audience would not tell, cannot tell whether you're nervous, scared or, or shy. They're just going to go, wow, this person's on stage. Wow, this person's speaking. I wish I was there. I wish I was speaking. So they're actually more envious of you because you're on stage or you're in front of a group to speak. But then in your mind, all you're thinking about is you're scared, right? But the thing is, they hope that they were able to do what you're doing. Right. And another reason why I never tell people to admit that it's their first time or they're nervous is because I wouldn't have been able to tell. But now that you told me that it's your first time, or that you're nervous, all I'm looking for is, oh yeah, that's when she's nervous. Oh, that's when he's scared. Oh, that's when they miss, messed up, right? So therefore never admit to any of that stuff. It's true, yep. I love all of this because uh, you know you reminded me of, I, I like to work and mentor and coach young people. That's that's where my world resides, you know, and, and collides with everything that I do. And one of the things that, that I do talk about, especially with creative, young people. So that's definitely my, 
I love that. That's one of my passions. Um, but one of the things that I tell them just from my own personal experience is, you know, again, going back to the music component, I, we rehearse, my band rehearse, we rehearse, 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 right? Like you said, practice, practice, practice. And I love performing, but I appreciate the fact that I still do get a little, not overwhelmingly nervous, but I do get a little bit nervous. And I share that with my students because I tell them that when you don't care, you won't feel anything. Mm-hmm. So a little bit to fuel your authenticity, I think it's a good thing because it's it shows that you care. You care about what you're going to talk about. You care about what you're sharing with other people on stage. And then the second thing that I tell them is you're not, think of it as something that you are sharing with your audience. And that I think also, instead of, oh, I have to present this, I have to, you know, it's it's just a, it's just a mind you know, a word here and there that can change the mindset. So I really love all of this that we're talking about today. Well, um, oops, you, go ahead. You, you talked about having that mindset of that little bit of nerves. That little bit of nerves is also because you want to be able to show the people in the audience that you don't know that you're good. True. Right. That's if you true. don't have the nerves, that means you don't really care whether or not you show you're good or not. Right. So that little bit of nerves and that little bit of uh, knowledge that there are people out there who don't know who you are, who don't know what you do, right. who don't know what you're going to do, don't know what you're going to do. They're there to go. Wow. Me. If you're able to wow them, then you've done your job. And that's where those, that little bit of nerves are. Uh, right. A quick little story about uh, yes. performing. I've actually done a few uh, singing performances myself. Oh, good. And, um, <laughs> I didn't know that. This is where it gets good. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, one of the biggest things, so another tip is never think about something that's going to be bad, right? right? And as a performer yourself, yeah, when was the last time you would actually go up on stage and say, oh, don't screw up, don't screw up, don't screw up. You never do that, right? So therefore, going back to never admit that you're nervous, never admit that you're scared, you would not go up on stage and go, don't be scared, don't be scared, don't be scared, right? You're going to go up and go, I'm going to do great. Right. I'm going to do my thing. I know my stuff. I'm going to show them what I know. Right. And uh, the first time I've experienced that, that really hit home was I was about to go on stage and I was one of those people that recites my lyrics over and over and over again. So from the beginning of the day to the very moment I'm about to go on stage, I'm still thinking, I'm still thinking, I'm still thinking. Well, it got so much so that all of a sudden I got that little bit of nerves. And the last time I recited it in my mind, before I went on stage, I missed a part of the lyric. And sure enough, that was the same part I messed up when I was actually performing because that, that was the last thing I could think of. Yeah. And once I got up to the microphone, I'm like, oh no, don't screw up that, don't, don't, don't screw up that part. And that's exactly the part I screw up on. So from that moment on, every time I go on stage to speak, every time I go on stage to sing or whatever it is, I take that out and I go, I'm not going to recite it again. I'm not going to practice so many times. I know my stuff, just go and do it. Right. So that's just another mind hack that uh, people can apply so that they, they perform the best. Absolutely. And and there's nothing wrong with I know we're I, I do want to get to this this other part of this interview. But but I just want to finish up this part with there's nothing wrong with making mistakes because that's part of being authentic. 
right? And humor and just sometimes it just, it just happens. So you roll with it, but you have to get back on track, of course. And that usually stems from what you said. You practice, you know it. So you know how to get back on track. Exactly. So, and as a performer, I'm sure that you've probably forgotten lyrics before. Oh. <laughs> and now, because you've done it so many times that, you know what? I could improvise. Yes, I <laughs> have got to do that. I've made up my own lyrics. It's a lot easier for speakers to improvise because there's no a background melody that keeps right. on going. Right? <laughs> so when you're singing, the only way you can really improvise is all of a sudden go, okay, everybody clap along. Right? <laughs> <laughs> or, or everybody let's hum or whatever, right? Yeah. Or make up your own lyrics. Exactly. It's all, but that's the beauty of being an authentic person on stage. Mm -hmm. I think people do respond to authenticity, you know, nine times out of 10 in a positive way. Yeah. And that's not true for everyone. We all know that. But that's just the way of the world. Fong, you you have so much, and I am so happy to know about this other talent of yours. How do you manage it all? Because we talked about business strategies, you know, branding strategies, speaking strategies, but what about your wellness strategies? How do you maintain or what do you do to keep at your optimum performance level on, you know, every day? day in, day out. What do you do for yourself? I'm a person who likes the efficiency because I don't like to waste time on one thing and then I spend too much time on another thing that doesn't give me the same impact and whatnot, right? So when it comes to health and wellness, um, I'm also very strict on efficiency as well. So for instance, I, I have a shake every single morning. I've been having the same shake for eight, nine years now. And the main reason is three seconds, I'm done. That's my breakfast, I'm good. And it keeps me going all the way to till to, to dinner. Um, I really don't need to have lunch. If I do have lunch, it's one of those bonus things that I'll go, okay, why not kind of thing, right? But I've simplified it so that my mind doesn't think of, okay, I have to have lunch. Okay, I have to have lunch, right? I'm, I know I could go by without it. I don't recommend it for everybody uh, because everybody's body is a little bit different. They know what their, their needs are. But just find out what's, what works for you. For Correct. me, it's that nutritional shake every single morning and I'm good. Um, anything in between, if I wanted to eat, it's bonus. Yeah. Right. So it's just one of those simple things that no longer uh, hinders my decisions on doing things. Uh, the other thing is making sure I, I do a run or some kind of exercise every single morning, every single day for about 20, 30 minutes. Uh, that gets me started on the right foot. That gets me my energy up. And I'm usually more, more attentive throughout the day just because I've done a run in the morning. Um, it forces me to wake up <laughs> and it's one of those things. Again, it's another mind hack. Um, I, I've always said I want to wake up five o'clock, five thirty ish. Okay. Every single morning without, without fail. But it was one of those things that was difficult to kind of implement. And I'm, I know everybody goes, well, if you do it for 60 days, well, yeah, getting to 60 days is hard enough kind of sometimes. <laughs> um, but eventually uh, a couple of years ago, my, my cousin on Facebook, kept on posting a, a video of her exercising on her Peloton bike and every single day without fail. I'm like, geez, she's doing it. What's my excuse kind of thing? I've talked about doing it all the time. Why am I not doing it? So then right away, the next day I woke up at five, I went for a run and I posted day one on social media. Now I don't want to look like the person that failed on day two. So then <laughs> I woke up the next day, day two. 
some of the days I I lay in bed and go, okay, I'm on day whatever. I better post my next day. I'll get up, regardless of how much I don't do not want to wake up to do it. But I'm like, I don't want to see it go back to down to zero. So then, okay, day whatever. Um, and that just forced me to make sure I have a run every morning. And then during that run, I'm either listening to podcasts, I'm listening to audiobooks, or I'm listening to whatever it is that feeds my mind. Um, if it's even if it's something that's not business like, but it's fun, mm-hmm. uh, uh, improv shows or stand up and all kind of stuff. It's funny. It's entertaining. It makes my run go a lot faster because it doesn't feel like it anymore. <laughs> uh, but you could always learn from something. Right. If you're listening to improv or if you're listening to stand up, there's a lot of stuff in those in those podcasts or in those presentations or performances that you could apply to you speaking on stage. Sure. Right. Even if you don't like what you're listening to. Well, now you know what you shouldn't do in your presentation or in your PowerPoint or whatever it is. Right. So there's always something you can learn. There's always something that you could grow from. And maximizing your time when you're doing other stuff is what I try to do um, most of the time. I love that. I try to balance all that stuff out. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know you talked about work-life balance and whatnot. Um, right. Work-life balance is there if you stretch it out for a long period of time. Uh, if you're looking at short increments day to day, uh, you may not have that balance. But as long as you have a good support team with your family, your loved ones, and you also have that good communication with your loved ones, then you're able to balance out a little bit. I love that. Thank you. That was my next question. So it was beautifully segued. <laughs> um, before we leave, I know you're super busy. You've got shows to record, all of that. What would be the one thing that, well, let, let me backtrack. What, how do people get a hold of you if they're looking for, you know, these types of help this type of help in these areas and your coaching um how can they reach you i'm all over social media so you can find me on facebook fong chua i'm on linkedin i'm on instagram i'm on uh, uh i'm on youtube my youtube channel is your area tv i have a lot of videos on there that's uh, lots of mind stuff lots of uh, interviews and lots of great uh, little snippets here and there so uh, you can find me on there or you can email me at fong.chua at your area.ca that's perfect. Thank you. Thank you so much. And do you have one last sort of just life tip, just anything that you would like to share and have everyone just sort of go away with on this uh, episode? Yeah, I, I think that everybody is able to achieve what they want to achieve as long as they go seek for the right support. Right. Um, there is nothing out there that hasn't been done already. And therefore, if you want to jump into real estate, if you want to be speaking, if you want to invest in crypto, if you want to do whatever it is that you want to do, make sure that you find the people who are successful in those areas and ask them because somebody's successful in it. Yes. Um, don't go talking to people who has no idea what you're talking about because they're going to tell you not to do it. <laughs> I love that. Beautifully said. Thank you so much for taking time out of your day for joining me here on From the, from the Ground Up. I really appreciate it, Fong. It's so nice to see you again. Awesome. Thank you very much for having me. It's a lot of fun talking to you. And um, yeah, I I had a a great time. Thank you very much. Thank you. I really enjoyed it too. And that's the wrap for today. Thank you, Fong. Thank you, everyone. Bye-bye. And that was our wonderful guest for today, Fong Chua. I really enjoyed it. As you can tell, I had other things that I wanted to talk about. But what I love about doing this show is that it's a conversation. 
It's a conversation with authentic, real people. And what I love about the guests that I have on this show is I, I work with this parameter of the okay uh, sort of metric that I use. And I love working with people with the who ooze kindness. That's what I mean by okay. And every single person, especially Fong today, I love that they are so giving and authentic and talented and knowledgeable, of course, in what they do, but they do it with this kindness factor. So I hope you got something out of this interview today. This was really one of my favorites, I have to say. And as I always say, before transformation starts, you've got to do a little bit of a deep dive, right? You've got to start from the ground up, from the inside out, so that you can be successful on your journey as you focus on wealth and maintain your health. Thanks again for joining me. This is Carmen Milagro, and I'll see you next time on From the Ground Up. Take care, everyone. Bye-bye.